we will start talking about an ant and how an ant farm is formed. You know, <laughs> we will end up talking about how the world is going to end. Like it's it's it crazy. Hand hand. I get that. Let's take more Y'all hear what I say, let's take more neck for your mother and your brother. We gonna hear from Eric and Devontae. It's strange times and these are strange days and it's strange people living strange ways. So expect, let's take more neck. Welcome back, everybody, to Less Tech, More Neck. I am your boy, Devante. And this is Eric. Eric, I'm noticing, <laughs> dude, that you have paintings of cats and women. I think you seriously have a problem, sir. Uh, how, how do I have a problem? Well, <laughs> we know the nickname for a cat. Mm-hmm. And then you have women over here. That's funny. These, these paintings have been here for a while. And he must have. So I was assuming you were looking. You know, anytime, anytime we take room tone, I actually am like, I spy with my little eye. What can I see in here that I can say something about that makes me think? And don't think I haven't noticed that fucking dog painting for sure. This is a completely single man. What about the Kobe Bryant 1998? Yeah, All-Star. dude, that's, all, that's the thing that should be in the fucking middle of here. But it's in the corner where no one can see it. Next to the picture of you with your sister. Oh, man, I love that picture. That is actually one of my favorite pictures. I'm, I bet I'm 20, 21, and she's 18 or 19. And you look like you're maybe 16. Yep. And that's, it's funny. Like, I love that picture because actually my, I will give my sister, I mean, she looks great still, but. I, you know, she more or less looks the same. You can tell she's older, but I literally look like a different person, mm-hmm. you know? And it's funny because back then, I mean, I literally, like you said, 16, could not grow facial hair. You know, I'm in college. I was fucking invisible to women. I don't know I've said this before, but no, it was like, I, I couldn't get a date. I hadn't even kissed a girl yet. I'm pretty sure I hadn't kissed a girl yet. And that, when that picture was taken. When did you first kiss a girl? I think I was, tw- I was 20 or 21. Hmm. From uh, a girl in the youth sports camp I was in. What was like that? I was a uh, camp counselor. And what so. was that like for you whenever you first kissed a girl? Oh, nervous as shit. It was like weird because I had no confidence. Mm-hmm. I had no, I, it was just, I was nervous as hell. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, I've been watching heavy amounts of porn. So I was already, like my brain was already totally fucking yeah. warped. But how, how did that change for you? Whenever you kissed her. I'm assuming you had a big old smile when you went home. You were like, oh, man, I did that. Like, I'm proud of myself. Did that change anything for you moving forward as far as speaking to women? Not for a while. Mm. Not till I was yeah, 22 or 23. So it took a couple more years. You know, I dated her for a little bit. And, you know, I wasn't even into her. It's like, oh, a girl likes me? Like, mm-hmm. a girl's giving me attention? I was like, oh, okay, I'll just hold on to this girl. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I was that guy, which there's a lot of guys, you know, 18, 19, 20, that are just like, oh, girl likes me whatever you say you know so that was me but you know i recognized that pretty quick probably within three or four months and i was like what the fuck like i i'm not even kind of into this person Mm. yeah then uh i didn't i again i still didn't get confident (laughs) more confidence till yeah i started doing the personal training having to be like oh shit if i want to make a living at this i got to go introduce myself to people you know be confident with how i talk to them try and sell my services it was my own business you know and i worked for the club too so i was like you know managing i bartended there did all kinds of shit so you know that that's really what brought me out so it was post-college that brought me out of my comfort zone that's interesting so. that's that's a late bloomer i also like how quickly we transitioned into <laughs> something decently deep instead of cat pictures instead of that's interesting how the human brain works i've always been intrigued by 
by conversation that way is how we can start from one point and then just make our way to something that had nothing to do with where we started. Well, yeah, I mean, it all led from, you know, where you're observing the room. You start mm-hmm. by looking at the weird. Oh, I know I where guess. we started, but yeah. I'm just saying like how to, but that's pictures, how yeah. most conversations with me go for anyone who doesn't or who hasn't <laughs> talked to me before. We will start talking about an ant and how an ant farm is formed. You know, <laughs> we will end up talking about how the world is going to end. Like it's, it's it crazy. Hand hand. I get that. Like, I don't understand how my brain works sometimes. My brain amazes me on occasions. You're, it's like my flowiness of a conversation. Like, we won't even realize where we started and how we just gradually went to other things. Like, there's connections in it. I think that's a sign of emotional intelligence. You're well, also interested in people. Yes. So that, you know, the compounding effect of both of those things. It's why we, obviously had an affinity for one another while we've started this. Um, and I believe that also being two mixed race people, your temperament, your observation of yourself because of obviously being mixed race mm. you know, from you know, the time you're able to recognize yourself in the mirror shapes who you are. And I think you became, or we both became, I mean, that shaped us to who we are, to where we're random conversations. It makes sense. Our dialogue is very similar. I actually really love that about myself is how I communicate, like how I just keep a conversation going about it. Can, I can literally, some of my best conversations are with kids because they're not in the world yet where like nothing is really off limits. You can have a conversation about the smallest thing and just take it into like something magnificent, which make it would, it, to most adults, it will make no sense to have a conversation with a child. But to me, nothing is off limits. We will fucking you want to talk about why butterflies have cocoons and why unicorns may have existed. I will go into that with you. I'm that person. <laughs> I love conversations with kids because I, I, I guess I communicate kind of like a child in a way, but mm-hmm. that's with more sense to me. <laughs> you have a lot of personality. Then that's what will make you a good dad. You know why even I obviously am a dad now that why I am a good dad is the fact I've got a lot of personality. That definitely makes a big difference when it comes to raising children because, uh, you know, it, it, it means you're going to engage with the child. And it's another, <laughs> what I've learned, it's another highly attractive trait that, you know, women find very attractive. Mm-hmm. So in men, don't think a lot of men have it. And if you do have it, you already know because you, again, you know, women rarely approach men, but you can tell by how they communicate with you. They want you to approach them. They're opening up their dialogue to invite you into deeper conversations because, again, your best, better bet for their offspring. You know, they take the harder hit for sex, so they want a very competent, kind man that's going to be good with kids. You know, paternal investment in someone with our personalities. I'm probably some cocky shit right now. Are going to? I mean, that's very attractive. Mm. Again, that's why I've done well recreationally with uh, women is purely because of that. I mean, it's deep-rooted biology, which I would argue goes to show how, not goes to show, but is why hooking up is so toxic too. Because we don't realize that, oh, okay, I'm getting this guy that, oh my God, he would be a great father. So there's already a stronger attraction trigger for this man. You know, and so we're living in this hookup culture now. It's very hard you know, you're going to benchmark that. You're going to be like, oh, fuck. Well, I had the guy that would have been a great dad. This, the sex, everything, that connection is going to be a lot deeper 
because you had that guy, even if it's just recreational. Where if you really, if sex was just recreational, women wouldn't care about, hypergamy wouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be 10% of the men fucking 90% of the women, which is literally what's happening because of the internet. But of course, that's complete bullshit because that's exactly what's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. The most most women that I've I've talked to, most people in general that I've talked to, don't like this hookup culture. They don't like it. They actually hate it a lot. And they're like, I don't understand why we're doing all this. And it's like, but everybody's partaking in it. But most of the people I talk to hate it. But everybody's partaking in it. So if you hate it, why are we still doing it? Because it's very stimulating. It's because it's what the rest of the fucking of America is doing. And so they think that they have to do it, even though they hate it. They're going against themselves to fit this social norm now. Yeah, I, I mean, it, It's the most ridiculous thing. This fucking hookup culture is uh, the most ridiculous thing for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting across from you, and you know I've blown my brain to the moon. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it, but I know it's bad. It's, like, bad for me. It's like eating junk food where it's, like... Well, I'm not really a big sweets guy, but, you know, it would be, yeah, the equivalent. Whatever your to, guilty pleasure yeah, is. Yeah, guilty pleasure. I mean, that that is my guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is it's so rewarding to my, again, you know, reptilian reward center in my brain that it's hard, well, definitely hard to stop. But it's, um, yeah, it's great for guys like me, especially with birth control and everything else. Obviously, I, you know, that doesn't work perfectly in my case. Now, again, back then I was extremely egregious, you know, the last five years of my life. It hasn't been, I'm much more selective, but it still doesn't matter. I, I, you know, it became selective in that I would purposely make sure it was, you know, people that didn't live in Fort Collins. I would basically drive around, as I've said before, and just sleep with women in different cities. Uh, But it was incredibly stimulating. I never felt good about myself. So I was doing it, but I didn't, you know, I'd drive away after hooking up, you know, in this hookup culture. Felt great driving there, great during the sex. Afterwards, post-nut clarity, I felt pretty shitty. And and again, this started probably four years ago. And I really started feeling shitty around 29, 30 years old, where I'm like, all right. I knew deep down, I was like, there's more to life than just this. But because this is what the culture promotes, and it was so rewarding to my brain. I mean, how many married men have talked to me about this stuff? I mean, again, we're talking very successful married men. Again, not that... You know, all men think this way, but not all men are just saying this, but I've heard it from enough men that I know no one ever told me to stop. You know, these are very successful men that I've kind of incorporated into my life. And they don't tell me like, oh, that's what you should do with your life. But they talk about how badass it is. They're just like, oh, fuck, that's amazing. Like, you lucky son of a bitch. So even people that are married, and again, I actually would argue women promote me to do it too. Married women would say, oh, man, that's fucking awesome that it even people that are in relationships would promote me to do it they're like oh yeah fuck marriage like yeah this, it's a lot of work like you like who needs that and how so. hard do you find it to fight against yourself so like we're all going in this social norm but everyone i'm speaking to hates the fact that this is all going on but everyone is partaking in it knowing it is wrong well i don't know if there's a right or wrong knowing that they hate it mm-hmm. and yet they still partake and they refuse to go against it. What is the what's the fear there? I don't know if it's fear as much as it is convenience. It's convenient uh, because of birth control. I mean, they really have STDs 
relatively under control. And then, of course, you can wear protection that people. So we live in a time where, again, we have a lot of conveniences like running water, houses, planes, cars. So people are bored. And when you're bored, you're going to go back to your natural state, which is, well, I just, well, I might as well don't have anything to do this afternoon. I might as well, you know, get on my phone, do some swiping and hit up some girls on Snapchat or, or guys or whatever you're into. And, uh, you might as well have fun. I mean, that's what's happening right now. I hear it from all, we hear it all the time from people at the gym. We hear it from, you know, I hear it from my friends, clients, everyone else. So it's not, it's not everyone doing it. It's, but it's a, it's a good number of people. But like you said, they hate it. They they do. Oh, yeah, they, they do. They're just like oh you can my God. see like, you can yeah. see it in their face when they walk in. Sometimes there's a there's a girl that comes into the gym, and we had a whole conversation before, like all three of us, where she was like, "Oh yeah, I don't want to get into a relationship. I'm not gonna settle down." And I was even like, "Well, not right now. You don't." I didn't even say it in a hateful way. And she was like, "Oh, I hate when people say that. I hate when people say that." And I was like, "Well, it's true. You don't know what you really want in the future as far as relationship wise goes. If you do want to settle down, if you don't want to settle down." And she's like, I just hate when everybody says that. And then, what, two weeks after that, she was in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to say I told you so, but you just were so upset with me for just saying, hey, I, you don't know that you don't want that later. And then you end up getting into a relationship. It's like, uh, none of us know what the fuck we want in this fucking world, dude. Mm -hmm. And But, like, <laughs> I, I see her when she comes in. She's a, she's a friend of mine, and I, I, I like her. I think she's a good person. I think she's like the rest of us, just fucking confused, honestly. And then she's trying to play into that whole thing that's going on in the world right now with the, the hookup culture and stuff. And you, I can see it in her face. Like, she's just not that into it. But she's playing into it because she thinks she has to. And yeah, I hate it. Because of how autonomous we are. I mean, it's men and women, for sure. More women because they have so many options. I mean, women are literally denying men left and right via Instagram, Snapchat, dating apps, whatever. You have to be a man that denies women. Yeah, good luck with that. You uh, have to be. <laughs> well, most men are so desperate Why right I now. I feel like can't. I'm high. <laughs> like, dude, it's, I mean, it's, they've shown this. I mean, the studies are out. I mean, it's literally what one in three men are virgins or haven't had sex in two years. Mm hmm. So, you know, you mm -hmm. take that and you extrapolate that over an entire population of, well, now billions of people in the world, that's going to make it for a lot, a lot of desperate men. And that creates a lot of problems. We, again, we've talked about this before. We see it a lot. There's no solution to it unless we all kind of step back from it and be like, okay, I mean, this is going to go to your point of hookup. Why do people feel so bad about it? It's because hooking up is for procreation. Mm -hmm. Most people hooking up do not plan on having kids or procreating at least with the person they're hooking up with so they don't think about it from that aspect if people really started thinking about it from mm -hmm. a procreation aspect this would all stop immediately Dude, if every man thought about oh what happens if i put my penis inside this woman and there happens to be a kid could i live with that if the answer oh. is no <laughs> probably don't do it i know that's really hard to say speaking to us but then the same with a woman. It's like a great example of that. Like, no, don't absolutely. do, don't fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not really worth it in the end. As stimulating it is for us men, it's not. But the clearly. same, the same with women. You know, if you oh, yeah, look yeah. at this man and you're about to sleep with him, and you ask yourself, could I, if I was to get pregnant, would I be okay with him being the father of my kids? The answer is no. I would argue actually most girls do think that when they sleep with any guy, whether it's hooking up 
or a relationship or whatever. I think that's why only 10% of the men are having sex because these girls that are letting the 10% of men have sex see potential of this man being a father, again, even if it's just recreational, quote unquote. I, I mean, we see it. I know that's true because they, you know, again, girls take way too hard of a hit for sex. They're They're selecting the best men, quote unquote, you know. Well, there's a certain area in America where I don't think these people are thinking about this at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, even in how oh, I don't know. I mean, it's a it's, oh, a, it's a generalization, but I, it is a generalization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Generalization, but I would say in general, I have women, seen it. <laughs> I mean, I get you throw a shit ton of alcohol and shit, but honestly, in today's world with the internet and smartphones, I think people, I mean, are, especially women, are much more selective because there's so many men willing just to fuck. And, you know, because of birth control and all these things, there's, you know, in theory, no consequences to it. Men, we have to control our seed as power. Well, most men don't have to. Most men don't have that problem. But the ones that do have that problem should be doing that. That is true. You are correct. But that's with, like, (laughs) cut back your masturbation, too. Oh, I I agree. I don't, I think porn is atrocious, honestly. I mean, I don't find any value in it. There is no value. No. You know, I feel disgusting after I I watch it. (laughs) And I'll sit there and be like, God, I am a nasty fucking pig. Most, a lot of guys feel that way after. Yet, they're, again, the most visited websites in the world, my friends. I do. Trust me, I know. There's days, I don't really care to watch porn anymore, but there's days where I'm like, fuck, I could see some of this shit right now. Mm -hmm. And I go on there. Well, you recognize why it's incredibly stimulating. You know, I oh, yeah. Conversation with a young man this week, and he told me he did. You know, I, we try to keep each other accountable, and I've been doing that with different people in our lives. I think we both have been doing that. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, no, I watched Dead and Lunch, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, you know. And he's like, I didn't feel, like, good after, but, I mean, it was just a huge drive. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, why there's 8 billion people on the planet, because it is a fucking big drive. You know, the problem, and again, because it's not going anywhere, you know, OnlyFans, porn, dating apps, all this stuff isn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I would say the biggest, the, the premise of this podcast is, okay, how do we navigate that? How do we navigate, okay, you're not gonna take this away, how how can you control it in a way to where it's not fucking your life up? Again, that's not just porn, you know, um, sexual things, but things like video games, online shopping, stuff like that. So yeah, something I've since I got one of these new jobs that I've got to see more of firsthand is how lost people really are, like how how sad they feel, and like they don't feel like they have a lot of purpose. It's very interesting, you know, because I'm more one-on-one now with somebody. And this lady came in the other day. And I'm all about, like, motivating, trying to understand who they are, why are they coming in here. And this lady, she said something. I don't remember exactly what she said. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, how did you figure that out? How are you dealing with that? And she looked at me because she hasn't. It was like a look where she hasn't been asked that question before. It's like no one's taken interest in me to ask a question like that. And she looked at me and she started tearing up. And she was like, I just didn't like myself. I haven't liked myself for a long time. I've been working on that. And so her and I just started having a whole conversation. It wasn't even about whatever I was trying to actually do. We just stopped and had a whole conversation. And the amount of people I've had who have came on, not came on here, but I've worked with that have, like, opened up to me and, like, cried. And I've only been doing this job two weeks now. And these people are, like, down, bad. 
and I, I feel, I do have a, a feeling of like sorrow for them because yeah, an empathetic guy. I mean, these people really, and they're like happy and chipper. Like anytime I've talked to them, they're always happy and chipper and they come in and, you know, we're having a good conversation. And then obviously for some reason, my ass always wants to go deeper. <laughs> and I just, I try to peel back the layers to understand a human and we get there. We get there almost every single fucking time. They will definitely open up to me. And I feel so bad for these people. And I, I wonder why, I wonder how we could better assist them. Because they really don't like themselves. And these have been, these have been women. These haven't been any, any guys at all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a guy to break down. I'm going to get him to fully open. No, actually, that's a lie. There has been one guy. There has been one guy. <laughs> That has broken down and cried, and he tried holding it back. I tried telling him, I was like, hey, man, like, this is a, trust me, I'm a safe person to talk to. You don't have to worry about any type of judgment. Like, this is what I, this is what I live for. Whatever else I'm doing here, whatever my job is here, doesn't matter nearly as much to me as it does getting to know you and seeing if I could give you some type of proper guidance or just an ear for you to talk to. Because this dude was, he's always nice. He brought up a situation that he's going through, and he immediately started tearing up. And trying to hold back the tears. And I was like, Dave, you're good. And he just, like, kind of got up and had to walk out. So we were kind of done with the meeting. But everybody's going through the shit right now. Well, and it's, as you've, I think you said this in the last uh, episode, uh, you said you feel really good, though. Oh, I feel, I feel fucking fantastic. I was thinking about that because I just got off work and then came over here. And while I was driving, I was like, dude, I feel fucking good. This is easily the happiest i've ever been do you have any hypotheses or or uh, suggestions for the listeners about how you've oh, gotten man. there or you know i self-aware guy i've just asked myself questions and i if there's a situation that isn't the best i don't dwell on it because it's not it's not something i could control it wasn't a controllable situation where i used to dwell on things that i couldn't control and that means absolutely nothing also understanding that if I say something to somebody and they don't like that, but my intention was not to piss them off or hurt them, but then they go off and they either talk about me behind my back instead of coming to me as a human, it's not my problem. It's their problem because I didn't, my intention was nothing, but I don't know I hurt you unless you come up and you tell me and we can have a conversation as an adult, but people don't usually do that. And I used to hold that on myself, but I don't give a fuck. You know, if you actually took a chance to try to get to know me, I'm not an evil person by any means. I'm an honest person, but I'm not mean. And I don't let things sit on me at all. Um, and also, okay, so, you know, so that's from a mental standpoint. What about uh, in, like, physical, in your personal life, what are you doing? You're probably going to bed at the same time. You're waking up at the same time. I, I try to be in bed. Try to be in bed by 9 or 10. Usually depends on how busy my day is. But I usually can be in bed by one of those times and i wake up at 4 30 every day and uh you exercise regularly six days a week exercise six days a week uh probably drink a lot of water i try my best to drink a lot mm-hmm. of water i only drink socially on the weekends one day i would say that's the other thing too is have good friends that you can actually sit around and talk to who are like actual good friends they're honest with you uh, they're not sitting there just trying to fucking stroke your ego but they're legit real with you if you do something they're like hey Stop fucking doing that shit, you know. And then like people you can just laugh with, like I've 
I made some really good friends. This summer has been the best summer I've had in so long because I've been hanging out with people I care about who are good who are good for me and just going out and meeting new people and mingling, being social, not being cooped up in my room, out here doing new things. I'm doing new experiences. I'm doing things that I normally wouldn't do that are completely out of my comfort zone. Like I'm not a camper. I went fucking camping. Okay. <laughs> I don't do water. I got a paddle board and I've been paddle boarding. Uh, again, I don't do water. I've been on a boat. <laughs> I even jumped in that motherfucking lake. I was going to surf. I didn't surf. But me jumping in that lake was huge for me. Cause I don't, I don't fuck it. I don't fuck with shit like that. If I can't feel the bottom, I'm not in it. <laughs> I'm probably going to go to Puerto Rico in January and I'm going to go skydiving. Like this is shit. Like I, I'm just doing things that are making me come out of my comfort zone. Even if I don't like it, I force myself to do it because I know it's going to be better for me and I'm going to feel better because I'm not sitting here fucking sulking in whatever the fuck I'm in. That's funny. I mean, it's it's literally like we're trading places because that was that's been my life for a long time. You know, I've traveled all over the not the world, but you know this. Definitely the U.S. and then, you know, Canada, the Caribbeans. I've never been to Puerto Rico, but I've been a lot of places, done a lot of crazy shit with friends and everything. I mean, I, I took it to the extreme, you know. You're doing it a much more responsible way of, like, you know, I drink once a week, and I was drinking multiple times a week. I mean, I was I was kind of out there. And now it's – so those are new experiences for you and then for me because you've always been in a relationship. You know, I, I got a kid now, and, you know, my life's – it's way smaller. Like, And, of course, I'm older than you, too. I'm 33. Most but- of my friends – are in relationships so well i think that's kind of the the flip-flop of life mm-hmm. it's either you really go really hard when you're young and then you have to come to real life at some point in time or you have real life and then after you survive that or get through that now you get to have fun because i mean that's kind of how i mean that's basically how we flipped right i mean you were having fun you're going out you're doing your thing you know you were like oh most of this shit doesn't matter fuck it mm-hmm and then now you're hit with child <laughs> life is life is happening to you now things matter a little bit more where a lot more me yeah. lot you know more. grew up struggling had to deal with some real shit and i made it out of that and now i am i've built myself up and now i'm out to have a good time with whatever that is well you're continuing to build i mean you're oh, like absolutely. you said going to bed the same time you're you're exercising six days a week. I mean, at the end of the day, your your ultimate goal is a family. I mean, you want to get not necessarily married, but you would want to be with yeah, one and, woman to yeah. have to have kids with. And I'm not in any rush, though. That's the thing. I am in no rush. People should slow down and take your time. Oh, get you to know somebody. You, you don't got a damn choice in today's world, especially as a man. You have to slow down and be like, you understand how all this shit is working, and you better. Again, go enjoy your life, but you got to build yourself up. I mean, you don't you don't got a damn choice. Dude, it's point. finding that balance. That takes that it takes a long mm-hmm. fucking time sometimes. I it's think I've balance, yeah, but I think I've found right now the balance for me with enjoying life while working on myself. That's probably why you feel so good. And it's more than likely. <laughs> you know, I've also I've also for me, I feel like I've gotten a lot closer to God. For myself, you say that I was gonna bring that up in this episode, but I feel the same yeah. way. You know, I've always been, I've always believed in God. This is for me. I mean, if you don't believe in God, whatever you believe in is cool. But for me, I've always believed in God. Uh, there for a little bit in my life, I was a pretty strong Christian. I would say I wouldn't say I'm a Christian now, but I feel closer to God than I have in a while. 
you know, I've still prayed every day since, I don't know, I was probably like 17. I've prayed every day since I was 17. But now I feel really good. And most of my friends around me who may have not been believers before are starting to believe. And I don't take that as a, as something I've done. I didn't tell this year. Trust me, man. I was total atheist, you know, everything scientific based. This year changed everything. Obviously, when you find out, you get a letter from Weld County saying you got a kid. It's like, along with other things in my life, you're just like, holy shit. I mean, yeah, that could be you could try to convince yourself, ah, oh, it's just a coincidence, timing, whatever. And it's like, nah. I mean, what was that? What was the moment where you were like, oh, there's definitely a higher power now? What was that literal come to Jesus moment? <laughs> so that week that I mean my ex broke up and I got the letter. She got a letter, I got a letter in the same week, basically from our past. Like that was fucking insane. I mean that's fucking insane. Hers, my reaction, mine, and where I'm at now. I mean that's where it's just like, oh shit. Because again, I, I fucking obviously, you know, we've talked about this on here. I went back right to the dark times for Eric. Not directly, but you know, I've slept definitely with a few women since being single. Got on, I don't know, maybe two dating apps. And it was just like, just a way to kill time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was trying to keep myself busy. But it was just like, fuck. I mean, it was more of a stress relief. I mean, that's what I was really using it as, is a stress relief. And I really recognized that with the last girl I hooked up with on Hinge. Of like, seeing what the culture is doing. What these apps are doing to people. You know, how human be- people really behave. And just, I felt like fucking dog shit after that. Mm-hmm. So, again, no, not on her. It's like, do, again, I'm all, I'm a libertarian. I'm all about doing whatever you want, but do not think that there are not consequences. Doesn't not do anything to her, you know? And it's funny. So, we brought this up. I texted her last episode, and obviously, I just, my phone was on silent. So, she actually texted right back. And, you know, again, this, the whole podcast is not meant to put people on blast or judge anybody. Because, again, I truly am a libertarian. Do whatever you want. She responded immediately. And, obviously, I was waiting and all these things. But didn't. then it took me a while to respond back. And we've chit-chatted. I mean, it was for a few days after that. More of just kind of what, you, what you've been up to, all these things. And, you know, I'm not going to go into her personal life, even though, again, we're not using names or anything. But it's kind of the norm of multiple partners, uh, crazy sexual experiences. Um, totally cool. I've done it. Great. Again, do not think long term. Yeah, I mean, essentially, you know, last week I was proving my point of, you know, I could we have slept together again? Well, probably if I really pushed for it. Um, obviously not something I'm interested in right now. Um, could I have been one of the multiple partners? Sure. And of course, you know, that's what I was doing for a long time. But again, don't think there's not consequences to this down the road, because ultimately she did say she would like a family one. Okay, fine. Um, just know that some certain behaviors, obviously this includes men and women, will you know dis you know it'll preclude you from being able to attain that because of I mean how much we're stimulating ourselves right now. You know I think you you see here a lot of podcasts that really go after women, and yeah, sure women go definitely take the harder hit for sex but i see it in myself it's men too i mean mm-hmm. it, it makes it hard for us to commit it makes us uh, for us to stabilize ourselves. it's it's both sexes mm-hmm. we're all getting fucking hit with it or you're a homie living in your parents basement that are like i have no options i can't compete like video games it's affecting everybody yeah if you're one of those guys who lack confidence hit us up please i will definitely teach you <laughs> the ways of how to at least try to get confidence. It took me forever to build my shit. 
can't sit in that basement forever. Um, well, this will be an interesting question. You know, kind of going on this topic, um, Devante, obviously, for someone that does want a relationship, mm. what would you want from a partner, p- potential wife, uh, a girl in your life? It's all peace, man. Peace. Not somebody who's going to argue about shit that doesn't matter to the relationship. If it's if it doesn't matter to the relationship, there's no reason to have an argument about it. It's all got to be conversational. You know, somebody who is going to be a good mother, someone who makes my house a home, somebody who's got goals. Goals is a big one. I don't care what you do as far as a job, like nothing against them, but I mean, I don't want a stripper as a wife. But <laughs> Welcome to your own boundaries. Right. Whatever. But, I mean, they got to have some type of goals. I don't care what you do. Somebody who is going to try to help me build, motivate me. Not someone who's going to distract me. And then I'm going to do the same for them. Like, I'm going to build them up. We're going to have something together. We're going to have our own goals separately because we're two different humans. But we're also going to have our goals together in life. And then I'm going to assist her and help build her up, help motivate her on reaching her goals. And she should do the same for me. So a yin and yang. Like yin you know. and yang. Oh, how nice, Mr. Asian. That's the first time you've ever said anything very Asian. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that experience. No, I mean, that's something. It's funny how you just described that. I would say the same for myself. And it's funny, obviously, this is someone that I've, you know, has a kid now. Never was really not planning on ever having kids. Mm-hmm. Um all these things i'm definitely not getting married not being faithful not committing to one woman you know my motto went through my 20s was uh, why would a man with a functioning penis get married like that's fucking insane to me and now i can look across at you and everything you just said and been like yeah no that would be value adding to my life and i would argue actually most people need that in their life mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're gay well, or straight or whatever we, we, we need value. we need each other yeah. i mean we we need each other. And again, for heterosexual people, I do believe we do balance. And again, that's most of the population. We do balance each other out very well. I think people, like I said before, they need to take their time. Also, people need to be honest. Stop lying to people. Like, like I'm not, I'm not the one, I'm not the guy to play games with anybody. You know, and if I, if I don't text you back at a timely manner that you don't like, you have every right to not speak to me again. But you're obviously not somebody that I want. Because if you have that much time to fucking text me back super quickly, I don't know if you're doing what you're doing, what you need to be doing. I don't need someone who's going to get upset with me because, oh, you didn't text me back in like three hours. It's like, girl, you know what I do for work is like talk to people constantly. That's what I do. Like my phone is not on me the entire time. If I'm not talking to somebody, I'm sending out emails or I'm texting people trying to set up an appointment and I'm not looking at anything personal. I don't need, I, I just don't want to play games. I'm going to be very honest with you. It's not going to be in a cruel way. I'm going to lay down my boundaries. If you don't like them, that is okay. And same with you. Like If you lay down your boundaries to me and I don't like them, that's fine. We can be friends or we can not be anything. Uh, my life is not going to be affected by it at all. And I think some people don't like that where someone's honest with them and you're honest back and you don't like what they said. And you're like, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think this is going to work because of whatever the situation is. You know, I don't think I'm the person for you, but I hope you find that person. Like, we can still be cool or, you know, we don't have to be anything. It's okay. But people are going to be like, oh, my God, you're such an asshole, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no. I was just being honest with you. Everyone says they want honesty until they actually get it. 
it's funny that uh, I mean what you just described would be um, an, a healthy abundance mindset, which I believe both men and women need. But of course, because we perceive the world differently, that means different things to each sex. I do believe that for the average heterosexual people, you know, and I think you know for men, you 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 need to have an a abundance mindset, especially with how much choice everyone has in today's world. And then for girls, it's an abundant mindset, but knowing that the abundance you're getting, which every girl is getting right now, is not authentic. It's not real. It's, you know, to step back and think, okay, I got 600 likes on Hinge or 800 likes on Bumble. How many of these men would actually be good fathers if they got me pregnant? Like, fuck how good looking he is or how successful he is or what the fuck ever. Is this guy really going to stick around if I get pregnant, which is what sex is? No, that's kind of, as a girl, that's your abundance mindset. I mean, that would be my recommendation, obviously, as a man. You know, I, you could say I'm not qualified to give recommendations to women, but that would, girls complain, I would argue, the most about the dating situation right now. And I'm like, well, have you stepped back and thought about what you were doing? You know, and again, for men too, but obviously men just have a lot less choice um, just because that's how biology works. Mm. So, you know, you, you have to maintain that abundance mindset. Again, healthy with boundaries, it's not abundance. I'm going to go slam ass all day mm. like I was doing. Not, that's not healthy. Yeah. When someone says boundaries too, believe them. I don't think a lot of people believe whenever someone says their boundaries, believe them. If, they, if, a, if a woman mm-hmm. tells you, oh, this is what I'm looking for in a relationship. This is what I want. These are my do's and these are my don'ts. And even though you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you think that you're going to be able to change her, wrong. Just because you think that that might be the right person, even if it may be the right person and they're not ready for you right now, don't let that affect you at all. Take your time. I think some people really get caught up on that is when they see somebody who has the full potential to actually be a great fit for them, but that person's not ready. Then they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to keep texting her all day, every day. I'm just going to think about her the entire time. It's like, no, you should probably just chill out. Like, she's not yours right now. Relax. If the time comes, that time comes. But stop beating yourself up. People will beat themselves up over one person. I used to be that person. Mm-hmm. I am no longer that. If I think there's a woman that has full potential to be great with me, and me great with her but she's not ready right now not gonna bother me at all like i'm still probably gonna converse with you every now and then i'm still gonna dip my toe in the water letting you know like i'm still there but i'm not gonna text you all day every day i may go a week or two or however long without talking to you but it doesn't affect me i mean that time comes that time comes but if it doesn't it fucking doesn't and that's okay i can live with that it doesn't affect my life at all it's a good attitude to have yeah really good respect those boundaries people believe them same women if a dude lays down boundaries believe him when he tells you <laughs> okay don't get upset with him <laughs> off some bullshit whenever he actually like follows through on what he said believe him there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. well that's very well spoken i mean that's people have to do that today otherwise i mean you're what's the divorce rate 60 percent. i mean it's it's abysmal right now you got to go in raw dog man you got to be just be like all right this is who i am this is my life you get to choose you know and just be like these are the things obviously that are important to yeah. me blah 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 blah. we had that conversation today with a, a girl at work actually where she was like oh well this guy told me he, he brought up he brought up something to her after the first date and she was like oh i'm ill 
you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to deal with that. And I was like, but everything else about him, you like, you liked. And she was like, yeah, I mean, he was a great dude. And I was like, so the guy just opened up to you and was honest. He set his boundaries. He was like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I need for my satisfaction in a relationship. And you didn't like that. And you just cut him off, like saying that he was like a, a she didn't say like a pig or anything like that. But she was like kind of, what would you, what's, what's a good word to say? She, she just wasn't into it. Hmm? Like anymore. an ick, ick factor. Yeah, of, there we go. Uh, the word factor, I hate yeah. the fucking most, ick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but everything else lined up for you. And this guy was honest with you, and now you think that's awful. It's like, that's what you want, man. Like, I tell mm-hmm. every man, go in, every woman too, go in and be honest. <laughs> Say what you want in a relationship if you guys are looking at that. And if that doesn't line up, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But don't think any less of the guy for being honest with you that's a that's a good fucking man right there that's a good fucking man if he's completely open and honest with you that's what you want that's what every woman says they want anyway and uh yeah just remember there is no perfect guy out there and i guarantee you especially men that hit a lot of attraction trait triggers mm-hmm. for women like he i guarantee you is like okay on to the next like if he's on bumble hinge whatever and he's a uh, you know good looking successful whatever he can i just telling you for this for the ladies is he can dictate the market of like he will be attractive to enough enough women that he will find someone that he can establish his boundaries with so again not not that you have to do that it's just remember y'all chasing the a small percentage of men they've done the stu- they've done the studies i mean y'all swiping on you know four or five percent of the men so which is again i, I believe is just toxic as hell but you know, that's just my opinion of it obviously people it ain't going anywhere and everything else fine i get it but i personally wouldn't recommend it to the listeners um i think you know men should go approach women in person face rejection and i think women need to chill out and just be like hey you like even if it's just an average looking guy or whatever it's like hear what he has to say you don't have to just berate him put him on blast for being a creep or whatever just be a nice human being it doesn't mean you have to give him your number or your fucking mm-hmm. snapchat or whatever just be kind to him because i have more respect for men that do that than these alpha chad motherfuckers on tinder like blowing backs out left and right to me that's cowardly as shit in my opinion yeah you know what else i don't really like i don't <laughs> like the word toxic i think everything is so fucking toxic these days <laughs> Everything is toxic. I mean, we're talking about toxic masculinity. The fuck is toxic masculinity? (laughs) Promoting men not to be men. This is what happens. Do we talk about other talk? No, let's stop calling everything fucking toxic. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Being a dick or an asshole. Yeah, there we go. Now I know. That's not not toxic masculinity. I mean, you, you can be a female that's a dick or an asshole. Right. No, toxic masculinity, I would argue, in that... You don't want to be toxically masculine or whatever is why I'm in the situation I'm in. Mm. Honest to God, it's I went with social norms. I realized I was able to make money that way. That's, you know, I'm in sales. So I just, you know, that's I adapted to the situation mm. along with, I mean, it was it enabled me to sleep with a shit ton of women, which was like fucking awesome from a, you know, biological stamp, like, a, you know, a little reptilian brain standpoint. 
but uh, I would argue a lot of my life is because of this. I'm not victim like for blaming society. You know, I just went along with the cultural norm of it's like, well, I don't want to be toxically masculine, so I'll just be more feminine. And I'll be like, oh yeah, we're all the same, and blah blah blah. And then I'm like, wow, this is great for guys like me. I was fucking girls all the time. Like, I mean, I've, I've told the stories on here, you know, sleeping with girls that were in or pseudo in relationships because no one's really in a relationship anymore. And I was like, I done some crazy shit mm. because i wasn't masculine because i wasn't able to take a masculine frame and be like eh, make, maybe this isn't right maybe i need to be a man and not just feed into whatever the fuck is going on right now because again it i would argue men like me it's funny because most of us and i know we all know the guys out there like me they don't want the game to change because if the game changes that means they're they're gonna be like oh i have to be a man and pick one woman that actually i could see myself procreating with that i could see being the mother of my kids i can't go out and play i can't go hit those dopamine levers and that sucks i mean it's the most stimulating thing i've ever done and these men don't want the game to change and i i get it but unfortunately yo especially you younger guys if listening to this in your 20s doing this you're going to turn 33 at some point like me and you're going to be glad that there's people like me talking about this stuff saying the game needs to change Mm. and that being a man isn't going out or isn't just feeding into whatever the fucking social norm is and then you benefiting off of that it that's complete bullshit so well whether the game changes or not i'm still going to win so <laughs> well yeah, yeah that's well it's a good attitude to have it's atrocious out there Muff, but you already know that oh i know it's atrocious but <laughs> i know uh i'm gonna end up with a good woman i know i'm gonna have kids you know i'm gonna be successful I'm, i know all of it. so i'm putting in the work now I'm gonna win regardless of the game. It doesn't matter. That to confidence, me. everyone. Look at that. Look, listen to that confidence. Fuck yeah. You know what's crazy is I, I fucking love that shit. I was talking I really to do. I was talking to a guy today, <laughs> and it's it's a guy I'm trying to take under my wings, and I was telling him I was like, man, you know, when I was growing up, I was a little weird looking nerdy kid. Like no one really gave me too much attention. Like I played sports, so people knew me, but I was known as like the goofy kid, right? I had glasses. I had cold braces because I wanted a fucking grill. And I'm talking to this guy. He's He's got a lot of potential. And I was like, people were talking about me back then. And I put in the time and the effort to have like a transformation to where I was building up my confidence, which I built up my confidence. I changed my appearance. I look like my face is still kind of the same, but I look different. Put on muscle. I'm not a scrawny kid at all anymore. I'm still a very goofy guy. But then I realize now with the confidence, some people think I'm arrogant. And I told him, I was like, people are going to talk about you either way. If they would have known me back in high school, middle school, and they seen me now, they wouldn't think I was arrogant at all. But they don't see that. They only see the Devontae that's in front of them now that presents himself in front of them. And they think that he's arrogant. So people are going to talk regardless. And I don't. I don't give a flying fuck. But this is all confidence that I have built through my life that I've had to really work on myself for. Well, yeah, men men need to be more confident right now, more than ever. I mean, our civilization, I would argue, depends on it. We, we are going to collapse the civilization because men are not being men and they don't have any confidence. Mm-hmm. That's well, everyone's the, super the agreeable. The That's the... Because we live in a very peaceful time. I, no one I, wants to hurt anyone's feelings. Everyone oh, wants to be themselves. Man. Not everybody's feelings fucking matter. That's what's crazy. Not everybody's yeah, feelings matter. You're going to get us canceled. Just stop saying that stuff. But that's the truth. If you're looking through human history, not every... Yes. No, through human history, it's been brutal. People... Yeah. 
weren't worried about whether, you know, what all the shit we worry about today, that was the last of their, the least of their words. When they were boiling motherfuckers on the Mongol step, like, oh man, like that. Can you imagine like watching like, oh man, like Genghis Khan just conquered my village and he's like boiling people alive. You would not be worried about the shit that people get up in arms about today. Mm-hmm. Especially because back then you had to, you wanted to talk shit to someone. You were like, you know, talk shit to Genghis Khan. I mean, you were going to get your fucking hands cut off and all kinds of bad shit happened to you. You can't just hide behind your phone on Twitter, you know? So again, man, that's just not how society functions. Like we don't function based off of feelings. That's, it will never, it should never function that way. Everybody should have their rights. 100%. All about people being able to choose. You should definitely be able to love whoever you love. Dude, I'm the person that will go march at a, a gay rights parade. Okay. I'll go over there. I'll do all that. I don't give a fuck, but it's, it's the people who are, take everything so offensively that you have to remember your feelings really don't matter man there's how many billions of people in this world if we start caring about everybody's feelings everybody's feelings but what's going to get done not a fucking thing is going to get done in this world not a fucking thing and shit is not getting done right now because we're trying to care about everybody we're trying to tiptoe around everybody's feelings no fuck that fuck that if i say something to you that is truly offensive come talk to me let me know don't fucking come yelling at me because I'm just going to give you the biggest fuck you ever. And it's going to affect your day. It's not going to have any effect on mine. So really what you're doing is troubling yourself. You're not troubling me at all. I'm going to keep doing my fucking shit. I'm going to go on to the next person. And I'm going to say the exact same fucking thing that I said to you. It means nothing to me. I mean, if I'm ignorant about something, educate me so I don't become stupid. But I'm still going to have my opinions. I'm still going to say things. And my intentions may not be to hurt you. And if I impacted you in a way to hurt you, you just have to let me know. But when it comes down to it, I'm not really going to tiptoe around other people's feelings. Like, we know morally what's right and what's wrong. We know morally what's right and what's wrong. That's why the Bible was written. It was a guidebook for right and wrong because we are such imperfect creatures. And again, we're going back, you know, what is happening in our society really is we're going back to caveman states. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like perfect example of it in my life. Oh, but in a different way because I don't have to. You know, my hunting and gathering is like making money, so I can do that from a computer. I can do that doing random shit. I'm not going out like killing a fucking deer. And um, so it's it's just different. I mean, it's yeah, and it's changed everything. You know, I'm still built to do all those things. I'm still built as a man to go be a fucking man, and that is literally, I would argue, our society right now, especially in the U.S is condemning that behavior and the whiplash effect of that is well then you get men like me you know where it's like well then who gives a shit i don't care about my life i'm just gonna go fuck have fun make money care about myself have kids that you know i don't even know about um you know create a tremendous amount of instability in my life and i've seen it and i I watch kind of the dominoes you know the domino effect of it especially from covid i mean you know there, there is a god man and yeah, he's here and he's showing them. He's trying to like turn the mirror on everyone being like, yo, 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 like you got to like chill the fuck out, everyone. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. You really have to like chill out and be like, okay, well, oh, sex is for reproduction. So who would I actually want to procreate with? Yeah, like video game, like that's not natural at all. Like mm-hmm. playing 50 hours of video games. Hmm, maybe I should, you know, I'm not built to be on fucking controllers. You know, I'm built to go fucking run and, and do things and, and interact with my community. So... Uh, it's. It, I mean, it's. I mean, being busy too, man. Like, I just watched a movie for the first time this last week, 
in like two months. That was the first time I watched like a movie in two months. What movie? It was Blended with fucking uh, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. Love me a good Adam Sandler movie. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. It's a good one. It's funny. It's funny. It's one of those rom-coms. I was going to say rom-com. I'm into rom-coms. Rom-coms and romance. Dude, I've been writing a lot recently, and it has been fucking phenomenal. I have been writing so much, and like having, they have been really good. I'm like really proud of myself. Are you saying that? Nice. Really proud of myself for that. They make me feel amazing. It's good, man. Oh, dude. Life is good. Just have to get more people to get to that point. Mm. And everybody's path is so completely different. So whatever I've taken, I can just give you the suggestion. I'm trying it my way if you want, but if that doesn't work for you, you have to find your own way. Like there's no Everyone has to find their own way. Yeah, there's no set in stone answer for this. I mean, I would argue a lot of. I mean, the content we're making or a lot of podcasts is is essentially the new the new uh, church. This is the new. Mm-hmm. You know, when people used to gather and listen to a sermon, this is the new form of that. You know, whether you believe in God or not, everyone can feel like, man, my life is like pretty. That just doesn't seem right, you know. And uh, people are really seeking answers, and I think we're you know people like us, you know, and other podcasts, um, different content creators are really trying to help help people um, create that for themselves because you get a kind of you get to write your own playbook now, and that's hard for people to do. You 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 really have to be mindful about that because that is just very dangerous in a time of absurd abundance, which is uh, modern the modern world we live in. So find your happiness. That's what I was telling the the guy who I'm trying to take under my wing today. I was like, man, you got to implement more things that make you happy. Whatever whatever you love to do, implement that as much as you can. But it's going for a hike. His was like, I love going for hikes. I love doing outdoorsy things. I was like, you just got to implement that more. If you got a, a free weekend, go do it. If you got time after work, whatever this outdoorsy thing looks like, go do it. Surround yourself around good fucking people that actually care about you. Absolutely. Your everyone friends, everyone needs to do that. Yeah. I love my friends. I love my friends. I love being around them. I value friendship very heavily, though. My friends to me are like family because I don't really have family. So, like, whenever I, I have friendship, like, I'm willing to do things for them. But a lot of people aren't like that, but and that's okay. But for me, I value my friendship like family. It's good, man. It's really good. Makes me I feel fantastic. I'm the same way, so. <laughs> God bless. I am. It's real, everyone. You know, I mean, you know, if you know someone that could listen and actually take something from this where it's like, man, I would say we all know several people in our lives that struggle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't think anything we're talking about is definitely not combative. It's not hateful. It's just real. It's honest. Again, we're not going to please everyone. I, it's my own opinions. I am certainly not right about everything. I know that. I'm, not, I'm wrong, wrong about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I can reflect on my own life and say, for me, myself, I need stability in my life. And I would argue most people in today's world, especially in Western culture, really need stability. Mm-hmm. No, we definitely need stability. And like you said, this isn't combative at all. So if this is striking something for you maybe you deep diver deep diver dive deeper deep diver (laughs) dive deeper into yourself and figure out why it's actually triggering you so much is it something within you is it something we actually said because most 
cases, it's not something we've actually said. It's something that you might be struggling with within yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's about asking yourself questions and stop taking out whatever anger you have on other people because it's really not. We're all our own worst enemies mm-hmm. in today's world for sure. That is definitely true. Deep Diver. Deep. This has been Less Tech, More Neck. I am Devonte. Deep Diver. <laughs> and this is Eric. Thank you guys for listening. Peace out. Let's take Monet. Mmm, y'all hear what I say. Let's take Monet for your mother and your brother. We gonna hear from Eric and Devontae. It's strange times and these are strange days. And it's strange people living strange ways. So expect Let's take Monet.